All right, well, let's pray and we'll get into the service, the rest of the service. Father God, we come before you and we thank you, Father God, for sending Jesus. We thank you for this opportunity and privilege we have to just thank you, to celebrate, to acknowledge the gift of the Holy Child. Lord, we just ask you, Father, just to open our hearts. Holy Spirit, give us revelation knowledge regarding the word that we'll get into today in the name of Jesus. We ask for eyes that see and ears that hear and hearts that are open and receptive. We ask for a free flow of your anointing and of your spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just want to give you honor and praise and glorify you for your word, for your son, for Jesus. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We give you praise and glory for this in the name of Jesus. Everyone said Amen. Amen. Go with me to chap, uh, Luke chapter 2, please. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, now, it's going to be a little bit of a different type of service today. Typically, Christmas service is a typical uh you know, typically an evangelistic type service where we talk about the birth of Jesus. And that's very important um, to be evangelistic because there's a lot of family and relatives and people that usually go to church. But, you know, we're small, so we can do it a little different. And so we are going to do it a little different. Um, I'm going to answer. Well, not I believe what we're going to do is going to answer some questions that arise during christmas as far as should we celebrate it and should we not celebrate it and this is a controversial issue um amongst christians amongst a lot of people some christians don't celebrate it some christians do celebrate it and uh, i don't like to just talk about controversial issues just to talk about it just to say hey i'm not afraid to talk about it but i think when there are things that people have questions about and that people are wondering about, um, you know, if the Lord directs us and leads us, we should address it. We should talk about it, see what the Bible says about it, what the word of God has to say about it. Okay. So we're going to do that. Now, I don't, I'm not going to get into a lot of detail about some of the things and you'll see what I mean. I'm not going to get into a a lot of detail because I want to keep the main thing, the main thing of what today is that we're acknowledging and that we're thanking the Lord for and that we're celebrating um, today about or for. But so um, I don't want to get super detailed and, and bogged down in some of the details, but I, I want to keep the focus the focus. OK, so Luke chapter two, Luke chapter two, and I'm reading from the King James Version. Luke chapter 2, and, and, and you can read the accounts of the birth of Jesus, which I, I do recommend you do that. I mean, just because we've heard the story, you know, maybe hundreds of times, you still want to, uh, it's still good to read it. It's still good to, to look at it and um, read the word on it. And uh, it's an important event. But we're going to start in verse 8 for the purpose of today's message. It says, and there was in the uh, and there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. 
And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Let's just stop right there for a second. Notice how the angels announced the birth of Jesus. This was a big deal, right? They, it says the glory of the Lord shone round about him as the angel came, right? And he said, I bring you good news, good tidings of, of great joy. So when the shepherds hear this, what should be their response? If he's bringing them good news of great joy, their response should be one of joy, right? As though that they're hearing some good news. There should be some joy. They shouldn't get sad. They shouldn't be down about it. There should be some joy, okay? And what about us today? Should there be joy at the news that God stepped out of heaven, came to earth as man? Should there still be that joy? Should there be some excitement about it? Should it still sound like good news to us? Yeah, I think so. I think that it should still bring us joy. And I think it just the thought of it and uh, uh, the reading of it, sh we should still be thankful. We should still be reminded of what God did for us. And we should still have some joy. Verse 12, let's go, let's continue reading. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Now the angels that came suddenly appeared. Are they praising God? Are they celebrating the birth of Jesus? This is a big deal, right? This is a big event. I mean, the angels showed up. There's glory around them. Then the other angels showed up and there. Glory to God in the highest. So this is, this is a big deal, right? Verse 15, and it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all those things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So I think it's pretty plain to see as we read this that, that the Bible, in the Bible, the birth of Jesus was celebrated, right? It was celebrated. They glorified the Lord. They left excited, praising God. Um, and that's for a number of different reasons, but they're excited that the Messiah has come. The prophecies have been fulfilled, okay? And, you know, we see the angels that announced it with joy. We see that the shepherds, they started praising and glorifying the Lord. Now, we didn't even read the other accounts of the Magi who came and worshiped and glorified the Lord as well and brought him gifts, you know, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. We didn't even read that. But it's also, but they did that. 
And so it was celebrated. It was something that they thought it was significant enough to come and acknowledge, to come give God glory, to give the Messiah, the child, uh, uh, you know, the honor. And uh, Mary actually sang about it. The previous chapter, you can read it uh, in Luke chapter one. It's called Mary's Magnificat or Mary's Song, where she sings about, you know, the Lord and the birth of the, and that she is, you know, highly favored of the Lord to give birth to the child. You can read it. It's uh, Luke 1, 46 through 55, I think. But, um, and then it's recorded. This, this event is recorded in Matthew, in Luke, and in John. So I think it's important. It's an important event, right? Now, the reason why I bring that up is because some people, like you said, we're, we're answering the question, can we, is it good to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Would it be okay to celebrate the birth of Jesus? And there are some people that they'll say, yeah, we should, we should acknowledge that. We should celebrate the birth of the Lord and we should acknowledge that he was born. But the problem they have is Christmas itself, Christmas Day. Christmas Day being December 25th. They'll say, yeah, but there's nothing in the Bible about Christmas. Christmas Day, December 25th. Um, and no, there is nothing in the Bible about a specific date that Jesus was born. It's not recorded the day he was born. There's no specific date that uh, says December 25th or, or, or scripture that says December 25th is the day we should celebrate Christmas or celebrate the birth of Christ. Okay. But there's a lot of verses in the Bible that do tell us that we should give God thanks for the good things he's done for, for his good deeds, for his goodness, for his love, right? There's verses that talk about that. And we do know that, well, for example, it says in first Chronicles 16, 34, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever. And we know in James 117, it says every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So it's a good gift that the father has given us in Jesus, right? Every good gift. Was Jesus a good gift to man? Yes, he was a good gift. I mean, we should give God thanks for anything good he's done in our lives. Just like we would give a human person thanks if they gave us something, we don't need a scripture to tell us, hey, thank that person if they give you something. If someone bought you a gift, if someone gave you a, a, a piece of clothing or shoes or um, they bought you a, a new device, a cell phone, something elect uh, electronic, we don't need a specific scripture that says when someone gives you an item of clothing, thou must thank them, right? To thank them. We can be thankful because it's good. And we can thank the Lord that he shown his favor unto, unto us and, and, and was good to us. Now, you know, there's nothing that says that we have to give gifts to each other on a certain day of the year or certain on, on Christmas. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. But Jesus did say it is more blessed to give than to receive, did he not? And if when you give gifts to family, to loved ones, to friends, to that should be an expression of your love. And you would be doing and imitating your father God. 
Because that's what he did. He expressed his love for us and that he gave Jesus, right? His only begotten son. So it's okay to give gifts to people. And I know people say, yeah, but there's no dates that, you know, nothing commanded that we should do that. Well, there's plenty of scriptures about give and it shall be given unto you. And there's some plenty of scriptures about giving to others. And it'll be like we just said, there's, there's a lot of things in the Bible and a lot of scriptures that talk about giving to one another blessing one another. We should be a blessing to one another, right? Now, do we need a day necessarily to, to tell us we have to do that? No. But is there something wrong with having a day, with having a day that you say, you know what, I'm going to, this day is going to be the day that we, we bless one another and we give gifts. Um, now, you should be led by the Spirit in anything you do. I agree with that. But that doesn't mean that you can't have a special time of the year that you want to celebrate and give gifts and show love to one another in the name of Jesus Christ, because that's what he did. We we give gifts. It should be that we give gifts, not because we want people to give something to us back or not because we feel obligated or that we feel pressure. It should be out of our love for people that we want to give them something. Giving came from God. Giving didn't come from the devil, right? It came from the Lord. And so we should be excited that we have an opportunity to give to one another, okay? So, and I know that Christmas has been commercialized. It has, and there's a lot of things about Christmas that are not good. Um, And we're not gonna get into all that, but there's a lot of things about Christmas that are very commercialized, very secularized, uh, things that are not true about Christmas. Um, And, um, you know, but there are a lot of good things about Christmas. There is a lot of wonderful things about Christmas. And, um, you know, but we we don't wanna, and we don't wanna be as Christians to be people that, get caught up with all the commercialization of it. We don't. We want to keep the focus uh, of Christmas, what it, what the focus is, the birth of Jesus. We want to keep that the main thing. We don't want to get caught up in, you know, getting stressed out like the rest of the world and feeling the pressure like the rest of the world. But at the same time, we do want to be a blessing to others because it's good to be a blessing, like we said. Now, I also want us to keep in mind that there is an attack, though, on so-called Christian holidays, such as Easter, or we call it the Resurrection Sunday, and uh, Christmas. There has been attacks on these holidays, okay? Now, and I'm not talking about, like, from the news or anything like that, but just there are people that don't believe in God, they don't want nothing to do with God, and they don't want God in our society at all. They want no one celebrating anything that has to do with Jesus. No one celebrating anything that has to do with God. Okay, so we need to realize that that's going to... Now, who would, who would want that, though? Who would be behind that? That they don't want anyone acknowledging at all the birth of Jesus the, or the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. It would be the enemy, right? What, what, what would be wrong with most of the world acknowledging the birth of Jesus, most of America, most of whatever country you're living in, what would be wrong with most of the earth acknowledging the birth of Jesus? Nothing would be wrong with that, 
right? What, what in itself is wrong with that? I don't see anything wrong with that. Do you? But the problem is, you know, like, again, Christmas Day. People say December 25th. Why December 25th? That's not in the Bible. Now, keep this in mind. Christmas, again, is not in the Bible. And we're not celebrating the day, though. You guys understand that? We are not celebrating a number on the calendar. We are celebrating the event. Christmas is about the event. It is about the birth of our Lord and Savior. So that is what we are acknowledging. That is what we're glorifying God for. That is what we're praising God for. We are not glorifying God and praising God for the day, necessarily, December 25th. It's the event that we're celebrating, okay? So keep that in mind. With a lot of things, keep that in mind, especially with this, when, when you hear goofy things about Resurrection Sunday, about Christmas. Well, I'm not celebrating, you know, that's not the correct date and all that. Well, I'm not celebrating the date. I'm celebrating the event. I'm acknowledging the event, okay? But um, we're acknowledging that God sent his only begotten son, and we're celebrating that event. Now, you'll hear things like, You'll hear, there's three main things that you'll hear. And I was looking at this and considering this as I was preparing for this. Should I get into the specific things that people say? And I don't think I am. And it's not because, I mean, you can, it's all over the internet. Um, but the reason why is there are some things that are just not that important to have to deal with when you're when you're, you know, in your prayer time, your, your praise and worship, and, you know, the enemy likes to bring things back to you, you know, and likes to bring up things. And it's just one less thing to, one more thing to contend with if, if to bring up all this stuff. Um, so why do it? But I think because it is out there, because it is readily out there and it's, it's been gaining steam and steam, this has been going on for a long time, but because more and more people are talking about it with social media, it's, you can see it a lot more. I think we should at least address it. But there's three main things that people do talk about. They say, though, that Christmas is actually this. And they try to bring up some pagan gods. They, sh they try to bring up some Roman celebrations um, and some winter celebrations. But the thing about all those things are, is that there are no ancient sources for any of those things, uh, specifically the pagan gods and even some of the Roman celebrations. There's no ancient sources. So what happens is people see a documentary, see a, uh, hear, read a book, read an article, and then from those things, people start to quote that, write their own articles, write books, and pretty soon you have just people quoting and quoting books, quoting documentaries, and none of those are original sources though. None of those documentaries were even based on original, it's all fabricated stuff, it's all made of stuff. Now when you go to try to study this, it's very difficult to, to find anything on it. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff out there, but you know, when it's, when it's something easy, you can find the truth real fast. 
when it's something you know that there's original docu- original sources, you can't fabricate that stuff. But when there are no original documents, no original sources or ancient sources, you're going to get all kinds of weird and goofy st- things. And some of the things that you'll see is that uh, some of these false, these pagan gods and deities are saying, no, that was actually the birth date of this pagan god, December 25th. And, but when you look into it, um, there's all, it's not true. There's all kind of conflicting information on it. And they say, well, this, you know, and I don't even, like I said, I don't even want to get into all the details on it because it's pointless, really. It's pointless um, because it's all fabricated stuff. It's, first of all, there's no such things as, um, there is only one true God. We know that. There's only one true God, okay? Um, but, and, and you're going to see, you'll probably see all types of memes and stuff. Ha ha, you're not celebrating the birth of Jesus. You're actually celebrating this. What, but the thing is, you know your heart. You know what you're celebrating. You know what you're acknowledging and what you're what you're not acknowledging. And so, um, but like I said, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's fabricated because what the what people have tried to do. Again, most of these people are atheists. Most of these people don't believe in God. And so there's stories out there that this God had these many followers and, and he was born of a virgin and blah, 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 blah. And they try to compare it to Jesus and say, Jesus was just, you know, modeled after these pagan gods. But it's not true, though. There's no ancient sources for that. There are ancient sources for the birth of Jesus. There are ancient documents. There's witness accounts of, of, of Jesus, but none of these other guys. It's just stuff that people keep passing down and passing down. And a lot of these false gods, even uh, that are supposedly similar, post-date Christianity. Okay, and the same thing can be said about this Roman celebration that is, I guess, between uh, December 17th and December 23rd. And so there people say, that's where they got the date from. Christians got that date from there and they stole it and blah, blah, blah. Well, the main date is the 17th and the festivities around this celebration are way vastly different than the celebration of Christmas. I mean, it's evil. It's very uh, wicked, the stuff that they're doing. Okay. So just because, but I, I guess I want you guys to get out of that is just because something is repeated, that doesn't make it true. Okay, just because something is repeated a million times and it's all over the Internet a million times uh, doesn't make it so. I mean, one of the documentaries has been viewed over 20 something million um, times, but it's based on no ancient sources. And then people that are popular, uh, well-known public figures that are atheists have made their own books and documentary document uh what are those called um documentaries thank you based on those things and so it's just a bunch of regurgitated information and people believe it because people rather believe lies than the truth because to a lot of people lies are more exciting than the truth (laughs) the for a lot of people the the truth is like eh oh that's boring but when you hear something juicy and, oh, my, did you know it was actually this? And it's just a fabricated lie. 
that's been spread a bunch of times, people are quick to believe it. It's a, there's a saying that a lie is halfway around the world before the truth even gets its boots on. Or some, some other versions of that is a lie is, a half, is halfway around the world before the truth even wakes up in the morning. So people, lies spread fast. But the truth, it's not as exciting to a lot of people. It's, not, it's slow to get around. Um, and a lot of people, man, they're just quick to believe the dumbest of lies it, it, as truth when it comes to Christianity. If it makes Christianity look bad, if it makes Christian look, Christians look bad, man, they're going to believe it. And then they'll use these lies to judge and criticize and scrutinize Christianity and say, see that? That's, oh, I don't believe this stuff because look at this here. And they'll, they'll be quick to judge Christians and Christianity based on these lies, but they're not quick to judge the claim at all. They don't look into the claim. They don't research the claim. They don't find out if this claim is actually true or not. They just are believe it because it makes Christians and Christianity look bad. Okay. So, I mean, I actually just saw the other day, somebody was talking about Christmas and somebody responded, didn't you know Christmas is a pagan holiday? All you have to do is Google it. And I was thinking, oh, wow, I forgot everything on Google and on the internet is true. Like, let's not be gullible. Not everything you see on the internet is true. One thing that you need to look for when it comes to history and stuff is, is ancient sources or timepieces from uh, or sources and documents from that time period. Eyewitness accounts from that time period. Most of these things that I looked up, I was looking up a lot of stuff. There is stuff from 2000s, the 90s. Well, all these gods that they're talking about in celebrations, they're way before that. So how do they know that? Where, where are they getting that information from? There's no ancient documents and sources that they're getting this information from. So don't just be gullible and believe stuff you hear on the internet because Christians do that. It, you know, there's people that once celebrated Christmas, once thought, when I mean celebrated Christmas, they acknowledged that Jesus was born. They acknowledged and worshiped and, and gave gifts and celebrated it. And now they saw something on the internet, a meme or something, and they said, oh man, it's a pagan holiday. And they looked up and read the article. Wow, I didn't know that. And they just believed the article. Don't, don't be gullible. Don't believe everything you see on the internet, okay? There's a, just, in our day and age, you need to be questioning everything on the internet. Everything that you see, you need to be like, uh, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. Because there's just so much false information out there. I mean, even if it even if it agrees with some of your political views and things, you need to watch it because there's so much out there that people are so happy if they find something. See, I, I told you I, I told you that happened. And people want to find their gotcha and they'll take any article, any documentary or um, documentary. I don't know why I'm <laughs> struggling saying that word today, but you guys know what I'm talking about. They're excited about it and they're like, oh, oh, we'll accept that as truth. Well, you need to be very skeptical when it comes to things that are not founded in the word of God. Okay. Uh, but let's, let's talk about why the 25th, why the 25th. And I'm, my 
purpose and, and plan was to keep this service a, a shorter service, you know. But why the 25th, okay? Let's, let's answer that. Um, uh, let me see here. Why, okay. Why did the early church choose December 25th to celebrate the birth of Jesus? Where there's, there's a number of different, now there's no solid one answer that this is why this is it. Because like when you look into this, you're going to get all kinds of answers. But there is a common theory and a common idea that's accepted amongst the church, okay, that, that a lot of people will accept. Again, this is not Bible, okay? So we don't need to make hard and fast rules and stances like this was why. And if you don't celebrate it this day, your, your salvation is not real. No, we don't need to be that way, okay? But... <laughs> In Luke 1, where we just read, in verse 26, it does say that in the, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God. So the sixth month, uh, the angel Gabriel came to Mary and told her that she would conceive and have a child. Now, you may say, well, this, uh, there's been preachers that see the sixth month was June. So how can... If, if Jesus was conceived in June, he couldn't have been born in December. And again, we don't need to fight over these things. It's not, it, your salvation does not depend on the day he was born, okay? But, well, that's basing it on our solar calendar. When this is not based on the solar calendar, this would be, 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 be based on the lunar calendar, the Jewish calendar, okay? So, which the first of the year is somewhere in between mid-September to mid-October, okay? Their start of the year. So then the sixth month would be March, is Adar, but it would be our March, okay? It would be our mid-March. And nine, so if Mary conceived in mid-March when the angel appeared to her, then nine months from that would be mid-December to somewhere in January. And so... And you'll see that some people believe that it should actually be January 6th or whatever. So again, we're, we're just explaining where these dates have come from. That if he was born uh, or conceived in March of our calendar, uh, Adar in the Jewish calendar, then it would be reasonable to think that nine months later would be mid-December somewhere. Okay? So um, that's one idea. Another idea is that the ancient peoples believe, the Jewish uh, people, some people believe that a, a religious leader, a great religious leader was born on the day he died. Now, <laughs> that sounds confusing when I said it that way. Or, I, I, I'm sorry. He, he, he um, died on the day he was conceived, I should say. So what do I mean by that? I, I was born in late um, summer, August. So that means I would have been conceived in November. So ancient people believe that great religious leaders died on the day they were conceived. So that means I would die sometime in November. Do you guys see what I'm saying? You guys are following me? So that's where you get, okay, if, he was con if I was conceived in November, nine months later would be August, all right? And we know it's pretty good 
you know, that we know that Jesus died somewhere between March and April. The first Good Friday, some people believe was March 25th. Some people believe was around April 3rd, I think it is. The first, what we call Good Friday, the day that Jesus died. Okay. So that's where that kind of, that's one idea is that he died somewhere between March and April. So that means he was conceived during that time because that's what Jewish tradition, ancient tradition taught is what I've seen. Okay. Um, Another idea is that the Magi arrived on that day. That was the day that the Magi arrived. And so that's why it's celebrated that day because that's when they arrived. Um, Now, Something to think about if it was to repurpose some pagan celebration. Um, well, I would look at it as okay, well, it seems the Christians won then because more people are celebrating the birth of Jesus. I don't hear anybody talking about, hey, today is this pagan God's day, and everybody's celebrating, and people are in the streets, and it's all over. I don't hear that. So, more people are acknowledging the birth of Jesus during this time of the year than anything else. Yeah, the, a lot of stuff is commercialized, a lot of stuff that's not right about it, okay? But is, I would rather have people acknowledging the birth of Jesus and acknowledging that he came, that God came to earth as man and that he is God with us and that Jesus sent his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him um, shall have not die, but have everlasting life. I'd rather have people acknowledging that that aren't even saved than not acknowledging it at all. I'd rather have people singing about that that aren't even saved than not singing about it at all. Now, of course, it's about the heart and that's what's the most important thing, but we shouldn't be like opposed. Oh my goodness. That's not when he was actually born. Well, we don't really know that for sure. And you know, there are people that today in some remote countries, I mean, I I was looking up uh, some statistics, Um, some countries, third world countries, three out of 10, I think it's three out of 10, um, don't know when they were born don't have a birth certificate. So, you know, when do they acknowledge their date of birth? Now, some, there's, it's a problem in some countries because unless you have that certificate, you can't go to school, you can't be a, a, you know, a productive member of society and contribute. But there's people that were born in the 1800s that have no specific date of birth. Um, I mean, there's people that, in, in Puerto Rico uh, that don't really know when they were born. Some of our grandparents, they don't actually know their date of birth just because of the, the, the system and the, the, you know, it just wasn't as important, I guess, um, as it is today. But, and there's various reasons for that. But I don't think it would be wrong for us to acknowledge their birth. And to, and, if, and to say, hey, you know what? You don't know when your date of birth is. We believe you're around this old. Let's celebrate it this day. Every year we acknowledge you and we'll celebrate you. Now, there's even some, you know, 
People don't celebrate birthdays. Um, now, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with acknowledging your loved one's date of birth um, and, and you know, wanting to show them honor and celebrate with them. I mean, after all, we're celebrating a life that God gave. We're celebrating a life that God gave purpose to, a call to. So I think that we can celebrate people and, and, and give thanks to people and acknowledge people that they're special to us without getting into idolatry and without getting into pride and, and elevating them to a status that they're not. Don't you think? I think it's reasonable that we can do those things, okay? Um, so, but again, I don't, and re- remember, we're not wanting to make hardline stances on these things. And uh, remember that the birth of Jesus is a true and factual historical event. His death is a true historical, factual event. And his resurrection is a true event. So regardless, these things are true. We are acknowledging the event and not the day. So I don't see anything inherently wrong or pagan about December 25th, okay? It's a day like any other day, okay? And it's what you make the day to be, what you purpose in your heart for it to be. Okay, and leading up to it, we're gonna we're gonna use this day to acknowledge the Lord and to thank the Lord. There is nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, you can do that all throughout the year. You can say, you know what, every Saturday I am going to take, you know, an hour of my day and acknowledge that the Lord died. First of all, that he that he came to Earth and then he died and rose again. What would be wrong with that? What would be wrong with that if you said you and your family started a tradition, say, hey, guys, every Saturday, we're going to get together. We're going to praise the Lord for an hour and thank him that he did these things for us to keep ourselves in remembrance of it. There would be nothing wrong with that. There's there's nothing wrong with it. Well, the Bible doesn't say you should do it. There's a a lot of things that the, the Bible doesn't command doesn't mean that you can't do it. Okay, so. And it's not wrong to do it. And it wouldn't be wrong if you said, man, we're going we're gonna to have a feast. We're going to celebrate. We're going to have a big meal. We're going to thank the Lord for all the blessings. And when we say the blessing, I'm not just talking about material things, but all the things that he has done for us spiritually, there would be nothing wrong with that. Okay. Now, you know, so I don't see anything inherently wrong with December 25th. Sure. Are there probably some, you know, goofy people celebrating some pagan deity somewhere on December 25th just to spite Christianity? I'm sure there is. There probably is. And they're probably doing that all days of the year uh, or specifically on these dates just to try to spite Christianity. But for the most part, no one is thinking about some false pagan gods on December 25th, okay? Um, now, what about the Christmas tree? I mean, I don't want to get, we're, we're already going longer than I want it to go. But people say, oh, these, this Christmas tree. And one of the things that people try to use is <laughs> some preachers, they try to say that Jeremiah 10 says, don't, you know, that Christmas trees are wrong, basically. Well, first of all, there was no such thing as Christmas trees when Jeremiah 10 was written. Okay. And if you read Jeremiah 10, and I'm not even going to take the time to do it because I think it's so silly, but if you read Jeremiah 10 in its context, it's talking about 
making a false god, an idol. We don't worship Christmas trees, okay? It's talking about making a false god. It's talking about covering the, the, the um, you know, because it talks about cutting down the, the tree, but it also talks about a craftsman molding it into a shape. Well, we don't do that with trees. You know, we don't shape Christmas trees into a certain shape. And it talks about, you know, decorating it with gold and silver. Well, the gold and silver it's talking about in there is real gold and silver. Silver. It's not talking about fake gold and silver, okay? And these are the gods, these false gods that it's referring to in Jeremiah 10, that there were in, in, in these, you know, um, we're not going to get into that, but that's what it's referring to. It's referring to, if, and you can read it, if you read the whole thing, if people would just not stop at that one verse where it says about cutting down trees and shaping it and decorating it, and they continued reading, they would see that it's clearly talking about false gods and talking about idols, okay? Well, people say, but yeah, can't a tree be an idol? Can it be a false god? Because we put gifts under the tree. Now, I'm not advocating that you have a Christmas tree or that you, you don't have a Christmas tree, you know, but just because someone puts presents under the tree, that, that does not mean they're sacrificing and worshiping the tree. And, but I know some of us are laughing about this, but this is how people can get. And I understand. I get it. When you're zealous for God and you, you don't want to have anything to do with the world, and you want to make sure that your heart is right before God. I understand that. I get it. And I commend that people, you know, I'd rather have people zealous and not want anything to do with the world that could possibly be wrong. And, and I myself, if I found out something was wrong about a certain day that, hey, this is what's going on, or about a certain thing, a practice, I myself would say, okay, wow, yeah, I see that clear in the scripture that we're not supposed to do that. I would say, I don't want to do it either. But at the same time, people can just make up anything and say, hey, what you're doing is wrong. And see that gold and silver? You're not supposed to put that on trees. Well, what does that mean? I mean, do, are we not supposed to put gold and silver on anything then? I mean, should we take off our wedding bands and and not have gold on our fingers? And what about the gold and, you know, the streets of gold in heaven? And and all these, what about the gold they gave to Jesus? Would that be pagan too? All these things are pagan. And because some pagans did it somewhere, because some, you know, goofy people made an idol and put gold on it, does that make gold wrong? To put gold on anything to decorate anything with gold wrong? No, I think that's a stretch. I mean, a lot of these things, they also sang to these pagan gods. So if we sing, are we doing a pagan practice? When we sing to the Lord and we worship him, we say, hey, that started with pagans. Pagans were the first ones to worship their false gods. So should we now don't worship the Lord? <laughs> like some of these things can get, you can just keep digging and digging and finding things to say we shouldn't do because some pagans did it somewhere. And how do we know that they actually were doing that and for this reason and why they did it? There's just a lot of things that we shouldn't get bogged down with, okay? Um, but let's just say about the Christmas tree. Now, this is, again, these, I'm getting into some things that I don't typically, I like to stick with the truth of the word of God. 
But some things you just have to kind of talk about because people are get confused by it and get sidetracked by it and get all worked up about it. But supposedly, legend has it uh, that the Christmas tree was something Martin Luther, you know, the, the, the uh, Protestant Reformation reformer, Martin Luther, started. And this was in the 1500s in Germany. And, you know, you can look this up yourself. Um, but he was out preparing a sermon one night in the winter night and walking amongst the evergreen trees. Everything is dead but the evergreen trees. And he looks in the sky and he sees the stars shining on the evergreen, evergreen trees. And he thought, wow. And he, it, it gave him a, you know, I, I, I guess it gave him an idea because it reminded him of the glory of God and shining through this tree that didn't die. And it, and it reminded him of Jesus coming to earth and, and shining and uh, being a light and being an example. And so he decided that he was going to cut down this evergreen tree, this, these small evergreen trees, and bring it home to the kids and use that as an illustration, uh, um, you know, for to teach his kids about God and faith and, and um, you know, how the evergreen is still green, even in the bleak, bleakest of winters and uh, how God sent his son to give us life in the midst of sin. Okay. You guys see that this evergreen is full of life. Um, even in the dead of winter and Jesus gave, gave us life in the midst of sin, the midst of deadness, that we were on our way to hell. And so they decorated it. Martin Luther supposedly decorated it with candles and lit it up. So now this is something that was brought to America from the, from the German, some German settlers. All right. Now it didn't get really popular until uh, one of the queens, the British Queen Victoria and their family, they took pictures by these trees. And what I mean took pictures, I should say drawings, renderings. People would draw a picture of them by these decorated trees and it would be spread throughout Great Britain. And people, this began to get popular and then it, it became very popular. So um, so some would say, is it wrong to do that? You know, And you know, I've seen people say, well, what does a Christmas tree, tree have to do with the birth of Jesus? Uh, nothing. It has to do nothing with the birth of Jesus. And so if you don't want to decorate a tree or put a tree up, you don't have to. But there's a lot of things that don't have to do with the birth of Jesus um, that people do or the resurrection of Jesus. You know, should we just not do anything? Is it wrong to do some things just because you enjoy it? Now, something is symbolic when you give it symbolism you just like martin luther did that you could do that with certain things you could say you know what when we're going to do this on this certain day we're going to decorate and it's going to remind us of the resurrection of jesus or the birth of jesus i don't see anything inherently wrong with trees pagans didn't create trees god created trees right and i don't think when you bring a tree in the house that all of a sudden the devil possesses your house now and it's like, boo, you know, the devil is manifesting your house. Now, there are some things that 
you can bring into the house that uh, are from the enemy. And we should not do that. That are, inf- that are of course, it's obvious these things are um, influences of Satan and, and demonic. And we, have, we want n- nothing to do with that. But when it's something that God created that's beautiful, um, you know, and you're putting lights on it, I think it's the purpose that you're doing. What, what are you doing it for? If you're doing it for because it's, it looks good, it's fun, it's a tradition, and, it, and when you look at the tree, it, it reminds you of the season that we're in. It reminds you of the birth of Jesus. I don't see how that can be wrong. I don't see. And now, again, we're not making hard, fast rules. If you don't want to do that, then don't do it. Okay, but don't judge other people and say, hey, you're you're worshiping false gods because they brought a tree in the house. I mean, is that only certain trees? What about all the other plants in the house? You know, what, what is what, what about those plants and trees? You know, so. Um, you know, like I said, if we're going to say something that happened hundreds of years ago was pagan because they did that with trees. Now, say they did do that with trees. So. Why does that make it pagan? Because a pagan did it. Like, again, I said, pagans, you know, you know, some of these pagans wore certain garments, certain robes. Should, you know, choirs not wear robes? (laughs) There's just a lot of things that you would you could say, oh, that was pagan. We shouldn't do that. it, It would be inconsistent. But let me just read this. Go actually go with me to Romans 14, 1. You know, the conscience is the important thing about all this, is your conscience. And if you're not violating your conscience, then, you you know, you don't need to feel condemned because it's not the actual date. Because we're not celebrating his date, the date, uh, December 25th. But Romans 14, I'm going to start in verse 1, reading from the NIV. I know this is a little different. Not, I don't typically like to do these type of, I like to, you know, preach and get to teach with the word of God. But uh, it says, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows him to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand for the, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord. For they give thanks to God, and whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. Now, this is talking about, uh, it's presumed that this is talking about the Sabbath and some of the Old Testament uh, festival days. Um, But this would apply for us today. You know, if someone has a strong conviction about something, and someone doesn't, well, there needs to be no judging between. I don't need to judge you. If you don't want to celebrate Christmas, I'm not going to judge you. And if we do decide that we want to celebrate Christmas properly, you know, that we're acknowledging 
what it really is about, you shouldn't judge us for that. There should be no judgment. Hey, that's, you know, why are you doing that? That's pagan. Why are you celebrating? No, we know our hearts. And I think another thing is that you can read 1 Corinthians 8, 1 Corinthians 10, and um, you can see that it's about the conscience. And I don't think that there are people falling and stumbling in their faith because people are celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I've never heard of anyone say, man, I saw you celebrating Jesus, saw you celebrating the birth of Christ, and that caused them to stumble in, in their walk with the Lord or to fall away in their salvation. <laughs> I don't think that's, that's the case, okay? And so our freedom um, in that type of situation, we shouldn't judge each other is basically what I'm saying. Now, you don't have to celebrate if you don't want to, but let's not get caught up in silly arguments and silly divisions about this that don't affect our salvation. You know, we shouldn't debate with people and argue about people regarding these things. It's just not, it's, it's, it's just pointless. And I get it, like I said, people want to be right with God. They, they say, I don't want to drink of the cup of devils and the cup of God. You can't do both. I agree. But who said this is? the cup of devils. Who's, where do you get that information from? Okay. If something really is, I want nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, but like I said, let's just not blindly accept everything that we see on the internet. And are there days that you can celebrate that are not in the Bible? Um, you know, we have reason to believe that Jesus celebrated the feast of dedication in John 10, which is known as Hanukkah. We have reason to believe he participated in it. In John 10, you can read about that. It doesn't say he was partying or anything like that, but I'm saying that he was, in, that he was there at the temple on the Feast of Dedication. So he's there. He's obviously participating in it, um, which is not a day in the Old Testament that was commanded for them to celebrate. So, you know, but again, like, you know, read Romans 14 again on that. So what are we celebrating though? Let's just end this here. What are we celebrating? Now, Christmas is not the most important day for Christians, or I should say the birth of Christ, okay? Easter or Resurrection Sunday is the most important day, but you don't have Resurrection Sunday unless he first comes to earth as man, okay? But, in, but if he didn't die for our sins, and then, you know, then he didn't rise again on the third day. We would still be lost in our sins, even though he was born. So we got to remember that it's not the most important, but it is important. What are we celebrating? We're celebrating that for God so loved the world that he came and he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we're celebrating that he came so that we could have everlasting life, that we could have a life eternal. That's something to be excited about. That's something to celebrate. That's something to acknowledge, right? And there is no everlasting life unless Jesus is born. There is no everlasting, everlasting life. There is no eternal life unless God steps down from his throne in heaven and he puts on human flesh and comes to earth as man, there is no eternal life. So that's something to celebrate. That's something to be thankful for. Amen. And then in John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Um, 
The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. And we know that that word, it says in verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. We're talking about the word putting on flesh. He came down for us. He is God came down as a man. That's something to celebrate. That's something to be thankful for. That's something to to express our gratitude for. Amen. And Matthew 1.23, it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. When he came on earth as a man, that is literally God amongst men, God with us, God walking among men, God talking among men, God living among men. And I, we need a revelation of that, that the almighty God literally came, stepped down from his throne, stepped down from heaven, stepped down from his glory and came to earth as a man and put on flesh, put on, he had to deal with all the things that we have to deal with. He didn't have to do that, but he chose to do it. He didn't have to. He could have let us die in our sin. He could have let us go all our lives in sin and destruction and damnation. But he said, I will step down out of glory and I will come to earth as a man, as a baby, as a child, and I will live among them. And I will go through what they go through and I will deal with what they deal with. And then I will lay my life down for them. I think that's something to celebrate. I think that's something to acknowledge. This is the story of Christmas. This is what we're celebrating. We're celebrating the event, not the day. We're celebrating the event of what God did for man. Amen. So like the angels sang, like the Magi and the shepherds celebrated and Mary sang about, I think it would be appropriate for us to celebrate and acknowledge the birth of our King and the birth of our Lord and our Savior and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and stand up and let's go ahead and, and thank him one more time. I, th- I believe we're going to sing a song. So let's go ahead and just sing with that in mind what our Lord and Savior did for us. We hope this message has encouraged you today. For more information on our ministry or to donate, visit onewayministries.net.